0: Welcome to Product by Design with Kyle and Eva.
1: A podcast about product management and product design.
0: Where we'll talk about subjects from product strategy to inclusive design.
1: Every episode, we just have a good conversation about all the things that you may already know or not know. And occasionally, we'll have a guest from maybe engineering or other product managers and designers to talk about all these topics.
0: All right. Welcome back. Another episode of Product by Design with Kyle and Eva. I'm Kyle. How's it going, Eva?
1: Uh great. Uh epidemic still going on and we're still safe and negative. <laughs> so, that's good.
0: As far as we know, right?
1: Uh, yeah, so yeah. By negative, I mean like <laughs> corona negative, not emotionally <laughs> negative. Yeah, that's we're, where we are. <laughs> we're
0: emotionally positive or we're trying to be.
1: Yeah, I I do feel like again, this is something we talked about before where I am past the sure crazy stage of this, where it's oh, this is normal now, and start to wonder what happens once we get out of this, and how it feels to see people. Like, are we going to have that triumphant moment where you see in movies once the war is over, you hug everyone in the office, and just like, so good to see you guys, you know? Are we or ever going to hu- yeah? Mild? Are we
0: ever going to hug people again? I just I feel like we're going to go back to anything like that, or is it going to be like? forever socially distant where it's like it's over and like fist bump from a distance like we're back in the office but please stay away from yeah. me
1: say hi to me six feet away yeah, from, exactly. from your desk please <laughs> or we just keep keep zooming each other from my desk at the office to your desk at the office. I, I mean that i i don't know yeah are we gonna see each other in person again we don't know oh
0: yeah i don't know if we're ever gonna see anybody i hopefully But we need to see some people. I, I at some point need to get a haircut. I, uh, that's, (laughs) it's going to kill me. I've been trying to convince my wife to cut my hair and she's just, yeah, she's not having it. And I don't know. I feel like that's like one of the most minor problems to have, but I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I need, like, I need a haircut. And am I going to cut my own hair? No. (laughs) And I was trying to convince her to cut my hair. And so she started sending me. Videos of wives cutting other (laughs) their husbands' hairs and the disasters that it turned into. I was like, well, I guess I'm just growing it out. That's my option. Okay.
1: So I would also like to imagine that after this epidemic, everyone shows up in the office and we're like, who are you? I cannot see through your face with your five, you know. Yeah. Yep. I'm dying yeah. <laughs> that, 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 like Kyle, where's your face? I, I can't see your face because you, all the hair all the hair
0: yeah that's that that's, is so
1: yep. interesting we're yeah.
0: we're full quarantine mode where no haircuts, no shaving, nothing it's just. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, yes, I do acknowledge that being a problem. I'm not trying to one-up you, but (laughs) Colby and I actually were like, do we still plan our wedding? What are are we going to do? We're supposed to have our wedding in August. You can say it's far enough. Then at the same time, who is to say that we're going to be fine? Are we going to be in person by then? And we also keep seeing people on the internet having their wedding virtually. And we're like... Do we just cancel catering? Do that's, we do
0: that? That's so fast—a virtual wedding. I hadn't really thought about that. That yeah. actually sounds so fascinating. People
1: do that in Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's <laughs> so cute. And and people, I I've seen this video of this couple doing a, a not a drive-by wedding. It's that they still have the officiant and the couple there, and all the guests are in their attire, but driving past, you know, driving by and waving. It's actually re- really touching. It helps you to save a lot of money. You don't have to pay for catering. You don't have to pay for alcohol you don't have to pay for anything for your guests. so
0: so you might actually be considering moving the wedding date forward just so that <laughs> to make
1: sure we yeah.
0: skip those things
1: <laughs> you know what let me write that down. <laughs> it is not a bad idea I mean we want people but I I don't know we're, we're trying to figure out if we need to move it or not
0: that all right well that's a slightly larger problem than getting a haircut. I will concede and one that I'm not envious of. So,
1: I'm... How is Colby going to get a haircut for for the wedding?
0: Yeah, that's that, there you go. That is a double problem. What does that look like? I don't know. Yeah. Are you going to cut his hair? And what kind of disasters does is, that turn see, into?
1: What do you mean disaster? I was going <laughs> to tell you, like, if Colby asked me to cut his hair, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Nobody's going gonna... to see him for months anyways. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's what... That was kind of what I was like. It, it'll grow out. It'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I don't and,
1: know. everyone turns into Jared Little after this epidemic. <laughs> that's all going to happen.
0: Yeah. Anyway, basically. Do
1: we, do we get into it now? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> all
0: right. Let's jump into it. Today, we're talking about product design. Uh, what is it? Why is it important? What is the difference between uh, some of the disciplines within product design? And fortunately, we have got eva here who is going to enlighten us with all things product design knowledge so i'm so excited to have this episode because i think we're going to get into some awesome topics and to kick it off why don't we just start broad eva why don't you tell us broadly what is product design
1: this is where i think is i can give you one answer and i'm sure someone else would have a different answer but for me it is something uh that involves creating a, the right user experience for for what the business is trying to accomplish and also helping product manager to kind of help uh, craft that vision together of where you want the product to, to go. And so, yeah, it kind of involves a lot, of, of course, the users, but then at the same time, business is a big part of, of this too. And yeah, so that's a very, very, very quick answer from me. And I have to apologize for, for my sniffling because I am having the... Corona, uh, not sorry, not Corona. Why did I say Corona? Allergy <laughs> season,
0: allergy season, not Corona. It is that it's that time already. Surprisingly, even though it decided to snow a little bit today, I guess with that definition in mind, and kind of talking about design being part of the product development process with the business and and everybody else involved, who is a product designer?
1: Oh. Who is a product designer? That is a very interesting question. So, I guess ideally in the most ideal UX world, we want everybody to have a hand in in the <laughs> product design process where everyone takes care of, you know, the user experience while let it be an engineer who who is building a part of the product. We want everyone to be to be that advocate to to be that um UX person, to be that, you know, product designer. But uh who is a product designer? If if you're asking what kind of like skills or what kind of you know duties uh, uh, make up that person? I would say somebody who is able to kind of digest the user needs and also business needs, and and then kind of put the two together. And I, I, of course, I almost missed the tech, uh, technology um, constraint and and what we can or cannot do with the technology. And all three of these um, angles, then kind of combine them together and come up with a solution that can be feasible to execute um for you know all all three of these uh parties involved then um i i would say that person is the product designer
0: so would you say then and this you know I, maybe i'm just trying to stir the pot a little bit that everybody <laughs> is or should Let's be go. a designer
1: <laughs> oh i see where you're getting at so i have a very immediate like gut answer to this is yes and no. Um, why I want to say yes is kind of same as what I talked about a second ago, where everybody is designing the product in a way. It doesn't matter in what way you're making contribution. Let it be, you know, again, engineer who is building, literally coding about, you know, how 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 the technology supports this uh, uh, task that the user has to perform. And in in that way, there's a lot of invisible decisions that are being made. And sometimes um, the way they built can can change, right? Depending on if this feature is going to accommodate for, let's say, 200 people that have very similar habits versus, you know, uh, 2,000 people that have a wide spectrum of, you know, what they're trying to do with this particular feature. And I know that a lot of these are going to be informed by the designer, but then knowing these um, background information, you know, helps the engineer to kind of make those decisions to design, you know, again, this part of the, the, their invisible part of the product to be accommodating for all kinds of users. So in that way, I would say yes. And, and I feel like, of course, product manager and product owners, of course, they, they, you know, are required to uh, um, take in what the users need and make sure users are happy with what we're building, what we're putting out. And so with the, Reason why I also said no, why everyone should be a designer is uh, um, because there are just so much to unpack within this one. Is that if you have the right attitude going into it, knowing what product design is about, I think if you fall into that category, then then you know then it's a yes. But if you don't have the right idea of what product design is, I think some people might might, might go into it thinking, oh it is a lot of visual design, a lot of UI design, a lot of very, very fun feature building every day. You know, that doesn't kind of give you this the, the satisfaction that you're looking for. Or if you don't want to worry about, let's say business needs, then that also doesn't make you a good product designer, right? Because you're going to come up with ideas that are really fun and the user might love it. But then at the same time, if the business doesn't have the you know capability to support the resources or, uh, the, if it doesn't align with the direction that the business wants to go that also will create a lot of you know tension between the business and and, and the product team so those are just different reasons different um limitations that will come in <laughs> if if yeah we don't have the right attitude approaching product design and what everyone is hoping to create um so yeah that's kind of how i see it and with that said too i want to add to um this is a question that I've heard often too. I don't know if this is something that uh, uh, you're thinking too. Is a lot of people want to know? Oh, I don't have a design background. Can I go into product design? Can I go into UX? And 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 I'm, throughout this episode, I'm going to kind of bring in a lot of like uh, the, the the UX people, UX person that that role because I do think that the title matters, but then I think probably very relatable for a lot of UX people uh, that are listening to this too, where, you know, it's not all uh, just on the visual side. And as a product designer, for sure, we have to take care of, again, the user experience. And that involves, you know, doing user research and a lot of tasks that are not literally me sitting in front of my computer, uh, working on visual design. So that kind of brings me back to literally 10 seconds ago when I brought up. Yeah. So people ask if they are supposed to be a designer going into this, this realm, I would say, no, you do not have to be, you know, uh, Oh, you have been a designer for 10 years. Oh, you will definitely become a successful product designer. Uh, that is not a a sure thing. And same for people that don't have any design experience. And it, it might just be that UI can come in very natural for you because, Product design is taking in a lot of these problems and coming up with the solution to fulfill all these requirements. And that to me is not you know strictly visual thing that someone, let's say, have design experience or background will definitely 100% be able to solve and versus you not having that background will not be able to, where um, I don't want to make it sound like you don't need to do any UI, but that is still part of the job. Um, but if you're on a team that has, you know, dedicated UI resources and you want to go in um, to product design or, or UX design, like that would definitely make it easier if you don't have the background and they already have the resources to execute on the, you know, UI portion of it. So, yeah, that's that's what I think.
0: Awesome. Well, gosh, there's a lot that I, know. I, want, <laughs> I want to unpack there. One thing you said that I absolutely love is everyone is designing the product. And I think that's so important is because literally everybody in a product development team is in some way designing the product and making sure that we remember that because, you know, the things that we do and the decisions that we make are part of that process. But then to your other point that, you know, having the right design mindset is something that is really a skill that is developed and and why we have a specific role for it. So I guess, some follow up questions that to what you said, uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the differences between some of the roles that you brought up. First off, you know, there's some different titles out there and you are using product designer on our team and here, you know, in our discussion, the difference between a product designer and a UX designer, what do you see as the, the difference there? And is there a difference?
1: Um, okay, so you asked about the difference between product designer and uh, UX designer, right? And along with the whole bucket of titles that, that we see nowadays, there really are so, so many. And this is interesting. Uh, last week, I actually just responded to an email about someone who's trying to get into UI UX and they're asking like, "What a, what is it? And, and, and really, what is this job? And I, I, I then started thinking, yeah, what is it? And, and there is not just like UX designer, product designer. I'm sure everyone has heard of UI UX designer put together. And I just uh, a minute ago mentioned UI designer. And also um, I'm sure you have seen uh, UX architect and there are just so many, so many different variation uh, variations of, of, of just different combination of the duties, really. That's kind of how I, I interpret it. And I do want to put out a disclaimer that everything I say in this episode definitely specific to my own experience and please don't sue me if I say anything bad. (laughs) It's not, not, not something that Google shows you. (laughs) So just, just want to make that clear. And so, yeah, uh, um, in particular to product designer and and UX uh, designer from, from again, my own experience is that uh, with the three angles that I, I mentioned at the beginning where UX designer probably has a lot more focus on one of the three that I mentioned being you know the user requirements uh portion of it and and understanding very deeply what the users are looking for how we can fulfill that need and then how they can uh perform this task using our products so there's a lot more you know uh, research and 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 um interviews and all that going on with the users and so I would say that Yeah, UX designer, I think that title comes with a much more focused, uh, much more dedicated role to take care of the user. Not that, again, I keep having to say like, not that we don't do this or not that they don't do this thing, but it really depends on the team, uh, what the team needs and where the company is at and what they're ready to handle, because it really does take a certain Team size or maturity uh, within design within product management of that company to accommodate for for having these very very dedicated uh, resources, right? So, I, I would say that's also probably why we see more of let's say a co- a combination of 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 the UI UX designer being the most common that we see because we do you know expect that role to produce desi- uh, the the interface design and also you know do some of that that research and understanding what the users need right versus let if you go to amazon i'm sure they have 30 people that are just doing very <laughs> dedicated to quantitative you know user research or you know uh ux research and i actually know somebody that works at adobe in in their qualitative research department and i asked them one time like, oh, you know, little did I know that they have a million people, you know, working there, right? And and (laughs) thinking like, how do you guys split those up? And he did say, yeah, his own team of qualitative researchers, it's like double digit where, where, of course, like smaller companies, I mean, by smaller, I mean, anything smaller than Adobe, I'm guessing. (laughs) Of course, we won't be able to support that amount of, of, you know, uh, dedicated resources. And so yeah, that that was a, a lot a, again and um going back to the question of product and and UX designer and um I think I covered a lot of what, what my my own feelings and thoughts on on that topic and so yeah,
0: nice. So I, I think that's a, a really good a good summary and a good reason why you know in kind of making the decision why for example, on our team, we wanted to focus on specifically with the title, and you know, why we wanted to have product designers uh, instead of UX designers. You know, kind of the holistic view of the the whole product and designing for that, and taking into account users. Obviously, you know, that's a big part of everything that we do, uh, but also the the company at large, and and ensuring that everything that we're doing is part of that broader experience and again not to say that other designers aren't taking that into account but that it was part of the focus of what we were doing and so i think that's some a good point so talking about some some differences still what is the difference then between some other design disciplines web design and product design for example
1: yeah i'm like ready to pound on this one (laughs) so (laughs) Um, this is something that I think a lot of people actually wonder, like, well, what's the difference? Why do we have to make it so different? It, also in the industry, you will start to see um UIUX designer working on websites, right? So that also blurs the line a little bit where that that's not a product, but then they're using, you know, UIUX as as their title. How does that work? And so actually this this came in very uh, timely. I think it was about half a month ago. I, I have a screenshot on my phone in my hand right now. I'm looking at it. So on, on Twitter, uh, this designer, I, I need to say her name, right? Nicola Rushton, that's her handle. And so she started this tweet about um, so many product designers who, you know, at least according to their own portfolio, have only worked on websites. Am I crazy or is it kind of not product design if only interactions that user has with the experience are just read or fill out contact form, right? And then she added like, <laughs> which I totally understand why she added this. She she said, no shade to web designers. It just feels like a slightly different skill set. And I don't know if it's useful to any of us to to combine them under an inaccurate title, which again, I, I think this, oh man, that, that day design Twitter was ready to go. And um, as you can guess, a lot of people are very like <laughs> worked up of like, of course they are, and of course there's another side of like, oh, well, I, I I think you're right. They're not. And my personal view is probably leaning a little closer to to Nicola. Is that how you would say her name? N I C O L A. Sounds about right. You know, I'm so sorry, Nicola, if, if you're listening. Um. Anyways, I I doubt that she is, but <laughs> I, I think it is a very important question to to ask, and I'm so glad this you know to to see that she brought it up and getting everyone so worked up is that I think that there is a big difference between web design and and product design. And reason being there is a lot more components that are interactive and the components have different system states attached to each of them. And where a website that provides, you know, information or has contact form um, has like a lower level of interactions that, that 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 is involved in that experience. Where, um, I mean, good example is this is actually brought up in that threat too. Some people brought up, what about web apps? Are are they not, you know, product? And 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 I would say that, like, of course, a web app is a product, it's an application, but it is still very different than a oh, user coming on to to see. know to find information about the product right and that's a very different experience and and anytime uh i guess for for you listeners next time you go on a web app you can just kind of start to click around and just start counting how many system states you're encountering of like oh for uh, using a spotify example of like okay what happens if i drag this what happened if i open this menu what happened if i you know add this song to this other playlist and what happens if I add this song to a playlist that already has that song you know like these things can happen in in the container of web but it doesn't you know make it easier to 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 build and and to uh give to someone who doesn't have the appropriate skills to you know make sure that experience is done right and yeah so that's kind of my feeling on 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 that and so I do think that it is important for us to make sure the person that you are hiring for, let's say, is. Uh, I guess it depends on the angle that you're coming into, and I can totally see someone who's like, "Oh, the titles, you know, their titles are cheaper to hire, and their titles are more expensive to hire." And then, if someone someone who doesn't have a lot of you know understanding of why these positions are different, of course, they want to hire someone that doesn't cost as much, that and then that might be you know right now. Now, from what I understand, the title web designer is not as expensive, right, than, than product designer or UI UX designer. And there is that kind of, it's not a food chain. What is a good word for this? But that there is a difference in in in, in the skills that is needed for each position. And that kind of explains why they're, you know, paid differently, right? So anyways, man, I get so excited to talk about this. And I'm sometimes like, where where have I been? How did I get here? So that's kind of how I see where product designer and and web designers are a little different. And so, yeah, that
0: was a lot. First off, shout out to Design Twitter. We love Design Twitter. (laughs) Everything about it is great. Hopefully we can get back to normal Design Twitter soon. I, I feel like we haven't seen that quite as often now with it being basically taken over by everything else. But hopefully, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I haven't seen quite the heated debates taking place on design I'll Twitter over the it. past couple of weeks. <laughs> 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 um, Anytime
1: when there's a fight, out in to you. <laughs>
0: yeah. So going along those same lines, then maybe let's talk a little bit about uh, the difference between visual design and product design. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but what do you see as some of the differences and kind of overlap between the the two?
1: When it comes to product design and visual design, I think, okay, let's start talking about what visual design is um, really quick. So visual design is probably the most um, straightforward and, and even my mom probably can understand <laughs> what visual designers do. That's also kind of where I started because I went to school for literally just graphic design, right? That, that's... Um, where I think a lot of people also started playing with Photoshop, playing with illustrators, and, and, and then it, you branch out to other products that help you to kind of get a glimpse into the other disciplines. Right. And I think it's very common for, for someone to start there and then move deeper into whatever discipline you go into. So when it comes to uh, visual design, I, th- I think it's very important, uh, skill set because, it again from my experience is that when i you know learn all the things about typography about spacing about visual hierarchy and those are things that are uh, uh that matters in your product right on the interface and those are things that i till this day i'm like yeah i'm still dealing with typography style i'm still you know touching uh, uh the subject of spacing how do we want to you know make sure this is grouping makes sense and space everything out in, in a way that you know give give the visual indication of these are different than this other group of information. So um I, I so I 100 percent think that visual designers uh can have a you know fast track, a fast path to go into interface design. Again, that being a part of very important of what uh I, I produce, uh which is you know interface and so yeah, but then with that said, again, if if we're talking about giving visual designers more of the of the skills of, you know, oh, how do you do user research and how do you do a, a, a survey and those different kinds of knowledge on the UX side of things, I feel like they can also become very good uh, UI UX designers or, you know, product designers if they're uh, <laughs> ready to take on that <laughs> the business needs. And where I do think that out of the three, uh, business needs being themed th- there's a lot that's out of your control within the business needs uh, realm of things I I do think so yeah and so yeah I, I do think that the visual designers can translate a lot of the skills to you know become successful in in the realm of product design and but it just takes a lot more a lot more stuff that <laughs> might sound tedious or that's also why I keep Saying that, okay, uh, these are the skills that is needed for this particular job, and then these are the skills that is needed for you know the other job, and it really is depends on what you are interested in. And a lot of people, I would say, if you're a designer and happens to be very very empathetic to people in general or users, that there's a good chance that you might be interested in in UX, right? Because that is purely getting into someone else's head and be like, why why do you do this or why do you like this, right? And for someone who's not empathetic, it might be a little harder to tell them, hey, you, please care about this, right? And and that idea applies to not just designers, but I'm sure we all have worked with people that just don't really see why we need to care about users. And then that those are the moments where you're like, I don't know how to help this person to care about this. So, so that's kind of where that comes from. And uh, with that said too, I also want to bring in another point that I made earlier is, is when it comes to technical requirements, and that might sound intimidating for someone who has more of a strict you know, visual design background, because a lot of the time, it depends on the product that you work on. And sometimes, in my own experience, when I have to, um, let's say, touch anything that has, has integration externally, or however the integration happens, I, I personally had you know volunteered myself to be like, okay, I'll read this API document to kind of understand the system requirements. And that is something that is, I, I would say, not written in a product designer's job description to make sure you read the API document. But it does help me um, to understand a lot better what I need to design for and just the shape and size of, of, of the problem that I'm taking in. But again, that is not required. And and there are oftentimes uh, a lot of people on your team that can give you that knowledge instead of you having to do it. But uh, as long as you as a product designer can understand the technical requirements on the conceptual level, I think that, that you're good to go.
0: I think that's really interesting. And something that probably isn't considered a lot in design in general is just how technical you need to be as a designer and at what level you need to be able to understand and communicate that. And to some extent, it it probably depends on your role in your team, but being able to have those conversations and understand a certain level of the technical documents and the technical requirements so that you can be able to work with the team and design for that is really important in product design. And that goes beyond just the the visual design like you were talking about. It, it's a lot more than creating something that looks pretty on a screen. It's about actually understanding the underlying use of it and how do we kind of create that experience. And so that's something that can be really intimidating, but is probably really, really important when you get down to you know some of the skills of a product designer. So let me ask you that question. We've talked about some of the differences between some of the different titles, web design and visual design and UX design. Uh, so, what do you think are some of the key skills for good product designers?
1: Um, I feel like this is the the answer that not a lot of people are going to feel excited about because my answer would be, um, this is probably not even some people expecting like what what a designer would would need to to do or be able to do, but in my own experience, I find it very helpful if I uh, have a good understanding of all these parts that uh, that I mentioned when it comes to the business needs and of course the user part and and the technical requirements. And that has become a very, very important skill uh, for me because anytime, you know, when I come back to my own desk and start designing, having these knowledge and having the right uh, conversation with these, you know, uh, individuals that own these other parts um, help me to make sure my my design doesn't, you know, oh, let's bring this design to a meeting. And then you'll hear, you know, three other people asking, like, why is it this way? It doesn't work with what we can build or what the existing uh, existing foundation of the product can handle. And that can be very hard to to, to respond to in the middle of a meeting or in the middle of like a design review or whatever that scenario might be. So that to me, just having that good bird's eye view on all the, all three of these angles have been very, very helpful. And, and that also uh, leads to my uh, second point being, being very willing and open to talk to different people on the team to get the answers that you need and knowing, um, uh, how to ask the right question? Um, definitely very important to to help you to kind of not have to again. Maybe we really don't have time to read the entire API, API document to understand what is needed. But if you can find an engineer that can sit down and just quickly go through, you know, let it be a whiteboard session or something that they can whatever tools they need to use to explain to you what it is, and that that conversation can be very helpful. It doesn't, you know, always again going back to what I said earlier about technical requirements, you don't have to know everything, but just get the right person to explain to you like these really nitty-gritty parts of of the the landscape, I guess, uh, is very, very important. So I also don't want to make it sound like this job is just so dry. It's all about, you know, uh, (laughs) talking to people and and taking in all these, you know, non-design-related requirements. But then I, I would say also it is so important to, to have that face time with your users or, or whatever way you can have that interaction with your users and that almost um, actually trumps the other parts because the other parts, they, they will tell you when you, you when you do something, like I said, the system cannot accommodate or, or business cannot support, someone will tell you that in a meeting. And, but then when it comes to the, what the users need, you are their person. And if you have a UX researcher, if you have any, you know, a uh, UX related related personnel on your team, then then you know that that's great. But then at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to the user requirements, I think that still falls on on you as a product designer to bring that to the table. So yeah, so I, I guess what I can how I can summarize this is that talking to the right people and, and having the right concept of the limitations and what uh, possible help to inform your design so that, you know, you don't, uh, you save a lot of time actually by understanding all these requirements up front um, and also helps you to have the right conversation with people and helps you to make the right decision within the design and know that, Oh, this part will be really easy to implement because of X, Y, Z. Right. But again, when it comes to the user requirements, there's no uh, other people that, 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 uh, the rest of your team will look to but but you to say okay i i can tell you what you know what's feasible with the tech but you can you need to be able to tell me what 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 does what do the users want or how can we help them to prevent errors and on this page or what is their habits and those are those are things that we definitely you know as product designers need to be able to bring to the table and also be able to explain to other, you know, team members in a way that, uh, again, why it is important to take care of the users, right? So that was a lot, but hopefully that, that, that gives you <laughs> the answer you're looking
0: for. Nice. So let me ask you, how would somebody go about getting into product design uh, if they had a a role in one of these other fields, say visual design or web design, and wanted to move into more of a product design type role.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot to uh, unpack here too. So if, if you're practicing in any of the adjacent design fields being, um, let's say, uh, web design or UI UX design, which is basically my next door neighbor, I would I would call them. And so those are, I think already you have a lot of insight into what it means to build something that works, you know, it, within the technology constraint and business constraint, and all, all these things. So I would say that just there's also so much available materials online uh, for free or if you have the dollars to, to, to pay for those things, too, if you can, you know, focus on um, acquiring, ac- acquire, acquire, acquiring, acquiring, <laughs> acquiring. This is the word I have a hard time with. Getting some um um studying down for the user research or user uh requirements, what that really looks like and and get yourself trained up on areas, um, I think will really, really help you to to, you know, when you do want to apply for a job that has, you know, product design in the title, like you want to be able to talk about, yes, I you know, they can see it on your resume, right? Like that you don't have the exact experience, but you want to show that you're proactive about learning these things and and, and how you think you can, you know, uh, practice and how that would bring value to the company, right? But I, I also want to bring up that a lot of people nowadays, uh, this is not a foreign idea to anybody now. I, I think anyone who has access to the internet, you have seen those advertising from any of the, the boot camp for development, for, you know, they most of the time have a UX program. And I mean, just for example, like General Assembly and... Here in Utah, we have Deaf Point Lab and and, and Deaf Mountain and Deaf. There is a lot of Deaf something uh, boot camps around, and those are programs that I I would say, if you already have a very um, good understanding in in some design skills, let's say if you're a visual designer, you know who, who understands typography, you have a good foundation on on uh, hierarchy, on spacing, and just just some sort of solid design experience. And uh, I would say those programs will give you more specific to what you need. Like they're never going to give you everything that you will need, you know, in order to to perform at your job as, you know, a good product designer. Because I mean at 12 week programs, they can point you to the right direction, I really think. But they're not going to be able to give you the full scale of what you can get even compared to an internship because a lot of the times you don't get to finish a project you know from beginning to end with all these real life scenarios involved in in the program for example like I (laughs) I know we talked about this last time in the last episode of what's your favorite meeting (laughs) right (laughs) like and uh, it's such a different different feeling when you fake meeting and be like hey student this is what you will see in a business meeting versus us going to talk to you know whoever it is in the meeting and say this is how we want to design will this fulfill the requirements like that is a very real scenario i don't know how like the simulation will help so you get the idea it's just that there is um a lot that they can help you help you with um but there's also a lot that I think people need to be realistic of what they can and cannot give you. And I want to use this example and we'll not mention this person's name. And (laughs) so just just this person that I, I went to school with, right? So you kind of see what they're up to. And I saw that, you know, this person went through one of the UX programs and, and now, you know, this person's working in the UX field, which I'm like, yay, one more, one more person, one more UX uh, advocate. Right. I, I love that. But then at the same time, when you look at the portfolio, um, I know I'm just using this one person as an example. I know there are people that are naturally good good at interface. Okay. So please don't sue me, but uh, I, I think I do notice just this person plus you know other people that I know have gone to boot camp. They don't have a, as a uh, a solid of of when it comes to the execution. If that makes sense, and I think that really does come in uh, through time practicing in the field. That you will see. Oh, okay, you can see that this person's sense of spacing is not quite the same as someone, let's say who has been practicing or went to school for, you know, full years, it really is just time. But again, I don't want to um, take it away from people who are naturally good at it because I have seen people that has an MBA and then they have the web up a presentation. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, it looks better than some people I went to school with. (laughs) Like what, what, what's happening there? So, so there is that too. Um, But I would say, yeah, um, unless you know that you already have the, you know, uh, I guess, what is that called? Uh, Bluetooth? is that a word? The, the, the right idea of what you're getting. Uh, I would really look at those programs very carefully and not expect too much out of it. Just be careful with that choice. But, and, and I really think that the best thing you can do really designers love talking to people. If you want to find anybody in your local com- community, uh, and, and say, hey, I know you work at this place and I want to get into you know product design. Do you mind if I come shadow you or come ask you about questions and stuff? And I I would say 99% of the time, that person, if they're not busy, they're going to be like, yeah, come on over. Um, us designers are, are weird people, but we, we love talking to people about what we care about. And I'm sure actually, you know what? Product people in general, we love talking about product. We love talking about user experience. So- so yeah, I, I would say that that is probably the most effective way to know for you specifically uh, what what you need um, instead of going into, you know, again, committing quickly to a bootcamp or, or feeling lost about, oh, I, that's just impossible because I'm only, you know, doing visual design. I don't know about any of these requirements. Like I really recommend you to reach out to yeah, really just just try and, and reach out to local design community and see who wants to in a way mentor you if if you really have you know the the will to to do it because it it does take take time and <laughs> but but yeah it's actually really fun for, for the designer to to have that conversation and kind of talk about things that you know we like doing to someone who wants to know what we're doing.
0: So nice. Yeah. I think that's really, really interesting. And the fact that you can reach out to pretty much designers in general and get feedback, I'd say is probably probably one of the best things, not just feedback, but uh, get a better understanding of like what is it that designers do, product designers do, and is it for me, and do like some shadowing and mentoring and things like that. I think that's probably like one of the the best things, and I've heard I, I hear that all the time from d- just designers in general. Hit us up, and you know we're we'd love to talk with you, yeah, and and that sort of thing. So totally, yeah, and
1: in fact. Um I would say that if you're working any full time job right now or even part-time, sorry, I don't know why I mentioned full-time job. So. Any job right now, if you look around, there's probably a designer somewhere in your in your company. If if your company happens to have a product design or UX, you know, team there, definitely go reach out to them. And in fact, like somebody from our company uh in the sales department actually mentioned, Hey, I want to come and see what product design is about. And then I was just like, Yeah, come on over. And then he sat with me and I showed him like just yeah, this is what it looks like. And, and user flow, this is what I built. And, um, it could be very, very casual.
0: That probably goes for all just product people in general. Like if somebody wanted to know more about what we do, I just can't imagine any of us being like, we don't have the time or don't want to talk (laughs) to you. It's more like, yeah, come on over and learn more about what we do and product in general. And, help us spread the word to everybody because we want you to do that. (laughs) Whether it's in our company or outside of our company, we want more product people, (laughs) product designers and product managers. We want, we want everybody to be product people.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I want everyone to be UX people (laughs) Yes, to advocate for the user and do all of the things that I want you to do. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Kind of going along those same lines. How do you get your company kind of on board with product design? I know this is something that we've talked about a couple of times already, but you know, what would be some of those things that you could do within your company to get more people aware and on board with product design?
1: I love this question. So, um, <laughs> if, if you happen to be working anywhere that, 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 Um, even if your company doesn't know that they're building a product, if you can recognize that, oh, they are building a product somehow. And someone is probably doing a design or it might be you who is, you know, the designer for that thing. Right. So anytime when, when, when you see that happening, you are doing the job of, you know, UX or product designer, it depends on what uh, type of involvement you have. And I would say that also uh, identify what kind of work you're putting into uh, that relates to like let's say uh affecting conversion or affecting the efficiency of, of of how this particular piece uh functions and that is actually a good selling point and say this is actually what product people in general and and it, again if you're a designer then product designer uh love doing is to take those and and kind of quantify that and say okay this is um actually what we 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 like to do, and we would like to build a team that keeps doing those optimization and kind of bring in that dollar amount when it, uh, uh, when we're able to find the problems and kind of come up with a solution to you know uh, uh, help the business to reach a certain goal or or help the user to uh, again just gain better efficiency. So I think I would actually suspect that there are more people doing product design than they you know realize that they're doing. So,
0: yeah, I feel like this is probably a topic that we're going to have to just like take into an episode. Like, how do you get your company on board with
1: to buy into yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> to buy
0: into these different things, because I, I feel like there's just so much to unpack with each of them. And uh,
1: yeah.
0: such. A, it's such an important one, too. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So I also want to add uh, to, to this topic is that most of the time, um, I think we we hear that too in our own company, even, you know, we have product design team for about a year now. There's still that misconception that, oh, product design, you, you mean design and you mean visual stuff, you mean making it pretty, you know. That's kind of where a lot of people will will say why this is not important and, and also why you can then bring those numbers and say, no, we actually care about user experience and what does that mean is, you know, making sure uh, using... <laughs> your, your, your uh, quote uh, from last episode and I guess every day is that we want to make sure we build the right thing and come up with the right design solution so that we don't um, have to come back and rework and then, oh, we post... Uh, okay, actually, this is a very uh, common scenario that I know you have seen many times, I've seen many times and everyone has seen many times where, okay, let's just make this one thing and put it out and see what happens without you know taking care of what the users actually need. And then you go into a meeting, and they're like, "No one's using this, or this is not working." But the tech, technology is working. So why is no one using it? Why why is it not working for the users? And then, then they they would then start wanting to to investigate why it is not working for the user, right? And 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 we don't want to have that scenario happened and then have to go back for a rework, right? And that's also, again, where product designers are helpful to come up with the right design, the right solution that works for uh, the users, also works for the business. And, you know, again, working with the product manager and coming up with the game plan of how we, you know, um, come with the right design solutions to to accommodate all these requirements. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah, you... It's such a good point. And how do you help people understand that upfront value and lack of rework when you can't really see it until you make some of the mistakes? I just thought of some scenarios, both in product that I've seen in the past and that, you know, we're seeing right now. You know, we can we can technically get things out, but they just they won't necessarily work <laughs> in the way that we're intending. Yes. And it's kind of one of those things that you don't get the credit for doing the right thing preemptively because you can't see both of those timelines happen simultaneously where you do the wrong thing and the right thing and see which of those things work and so how do we help mm-hmm. everybody understand that doing it right is ultimately going to be yes. a much better experience for everybody versus you know getting something out there that just doesn't work and doesn't do what user expects or what the business is, expects. And then we have to go back and figure out why it didn't work oh, and, right. and rework it. So yeah, no, we'll, we'll put this on the list. This is definitely another podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just want to bring up that, like you can't see it, but Kyle was holding up, holding his head. Like he has he has a <laughs> headache. <laughs> and I, I feel that pain. Um, and one thing to add to this sorry this is like a five hour long list of <laughs> this is what you can do 500 things and so one more thing i want to add is that if you do want to convince your company oh this is needed and um make it very clear that this is not a one-time project to say oh we want to build things right and after that like we just let it go that is not the point the point of product design is that there is a future that product designer uh we have to be involved right because First, we we make sure the initial launch is done right, um, taking care of the users. And after that, we observe and we continue to understand what the users are looking for with the you know initial build that you, you you have successfully launched, and what happens there, and get real data of what's happening in that space. And in let's say somebody who's using your product for a week, their behavior might be very different than someone who has been using it you know for for five months, six months, right? And um, I, I think within that space, you have also a lot of data and a lot of uh, behaviors that you can understand. And so that it pushes you to kind of, again, just continue to iterate on, on the product. And then within that too, you will be the person who comes up with ideas that, oh, okay, this is the, what the users are doing. Why are they doing that? Oh, okay, sounds like we need this new feature or we need ch- to change... this behaves you know after a certain point whatever that is um it just needs to be very clear to the rest of the business that really project design is not about the initial (laughs) build which i think a lot of people are still seeing it as an agency style you know Mm -hmm. um come in and give us a design and goodbye (laughs) 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 And, and and that's when we can say oh okay let me tell you more of what i can do for you Um, you know, I can help you to optimize after we, you know, build it right and, and, and observe what is happening there to capture more of the, you know, again, success, um, that we would, you know, otherwise miss. So yeah, that's a very important point that I really want to make very clear. It is not a one-time happening.
0: Such a good point. So good. Thank you. you. Yeah. Love it.
1: Don't sue me. The other stuff that is not good. Don't sue me, please.
0: No, this this has been great. All right. Well, should we wrap it up there? I feel like we could probably talk a whole bunch more about this topic. So I think we'll we can put it on for some more episodes because I think this is just such six, a good part topic. Yeah, like six part series. Yeah, another six part series. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well thanks, Eva. I think this has been awesome. Do we have any like shout-outs that we wanted to do here at the end?
1: Uh, I I guess the the designer that I mentioned earlier uh Nicola (laughs) I need to dm her I actually reached out and I was like hey thanks for starting that conversation I, I guess I hear I want to give another shout out of thank you for stirring the pot and then so that we can have a very constructive conversation on design twitter I think it's very important um to to bring out why it's different and I know that like the reason why we want to make it clear why these jobs are very different is really not to be elitist about it. It really is to help people to recognize, okay, these are the skills that I need to acquire before I I I I can, you know, deliver what people are expecting or go into an interview knowing that's what they're looking for. So we want more people in. And and by by making these definitions or requirements very clear, we want you to go after those things and, and make it happen. Uh it's not really to be like well you're not a product designer you know so that's kind of my perspective and again just shout out to nicola for starting that conversation
0: nice all right well i will give a shout out to charles alderton who was the inventor of dr pepper which has been sustaining (laughs) me for (laughs) weeks and my son asked how dr pepper got its name today and i was like i have no idea and so we had to look it up and apparently well the folk the folklore is that folklore yeah (laughs) what is this that uh the so he invented it and then apparently um the the person that he was working with in texas uh wanted it to be uh it, it was, I think, Morrison's store. Uh, he named it for somebody who, whose name was actually Dr. Pepper. Uh, which he, he fell in love with Dr. Pepper's daughter, and so he named it. That's what they say. I don't know. But nobody knows for why, certain. So we may need to investigate this further. It, what is the real origin of Dr. Pepper's name? Nobody really okay. knows for certain.
1: Nowhere near how cool Triscan, you Yeah. No. It story is.
0: yeah scary. it could it could be maybe if we can get to the bottom of it but anyway yeah that's Please Charles Alderton <laughs> the inventor of it in like 1885 or something like that but I was expecting someone
1: who has like a hand in like product management or design when you said Dr. Pepper I was like oh yeah even more important <laughs> yes
0: I I have just well for next time, I've got another one that is more product E. For next time, still revolves around the same <laughs> subject, but
1: but I do love these like weird little Costco triska like, yeah. things. I just did not know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got so we've, we've got quite the supply of Dr Pepper, and it's been sustaining me in everything. I I drink way too much Dr Pepper right now. But yeah, I was yeah. just
1: like trying to decide in my head, like, do I say something about you know? I I think there is a trend of people. Uh, soda shaming other people that do drink soda (laughs) and I was like "Mm, do I want to become one of those people that shame other people that drink soda I don't want to become one of those people but yeah I I just personally I don't drink soda and and I drink a lot of tea so that's kind of my water supply it's just pure tea how much are you drinking too much (laughs) like percentage how how much water to water to dr pepper ratio are we talking
0: It's just pure Dr. Pepper.
1: (laughs) So one, two, zero. Yeah.
0: No, no, this is my mug. I fill up my mug with water and I drink water.
1: You say it's water, but I I say it's water, but there's no way that, yeah,
0: there's no way anybody can tell, which is why I put it in a mug so I can have extra Dr. Pepper during the day and nobody can
1: know. Nobody, please, please, nobody open that, open that lid. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what's in there? That's.
0: So we know. we can be on zoom calls all day and i can drink from that mug and it could be dr pepper and nobody knows
1: i guess then you sugar rush all all day
0: during, diet dr during work. pepper i should i should caveat oh, that, it's diet dr pepper so <laughs> and
1: there's no sugar rush
0: no sugar rush just ca- for the caffeine i need it
1: oh see i i do tea i mean i do i drink tea for, for that so i get it yeah so yeah
0: right there it is that, yeah, i guess that's our episode her,
1: our drinking habits and i guess we kind of talked about product design mostly on our drinking habits and that that is it all right all right goodbye everyone have a nice day weekend whatever time it is that you're in goodbye
0: thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app you can find out more about us and our podcast on our website at productbydesign.co. You can also follow us on Twitter at prodbydesign. That's at prod underscore by underscore design. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Larry Evans. And you can also find Eva on Twitter at Yan See you next time.